Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, how's it going? This is Tellus. Thanks for joining me uh, for this episode of Straight Talk Uncut. This is being recorded on February 8th, 2016. How you guys doing? Let's go ahead and get started so I can try to stay stay at my, my intended uh, time goal. So I want to start out with a quote. And this one is by Socrates. And it goes like this. The nearest way to glory is to strive to be what you wish to be thought to be. Let me say it again. The nearest way to glory is to strive to be what you wish to be thought to be. And that's that's from Socrates. So that, that sort of reminds me of, you know the saying, um, fake it till you make it. But a lot of times, and I, and I actually like misinterpreted this quote before or this saying make it uh fake it till you make it in the past but now you know as i've gotten older i i have a better understanding of what it means i usually take it literally like you know fake fake who you are but it's not about being a fake person you know like meaning someone someone that you're not or someone that you don't even wish to be or wish to become that that's that's called a con artist fake it till you make it it is it simply means acting as though you are the person that you are striving to be the person that that you want to be so in essence it's it's not it's not even faking it's not faking anything really it's it's simply you're preparing yourself to be the person that you eventually want to be so it's like acting as as if though you are already that person or preparing yourself for the role of being the person you want to be. I mean, you get, you got to start at some point. You don't just wake up and all of a sudden you are the person that you want to be. It doesn't happen. It happens over like, you know, day to day. So you strive towards being the person you want to be. You strive towards that day by day, a little bit at a time, as you get older, as you get wiser, as you gain the knowledge you, you want to, uh, that you need to become the person you want to be, as you put yourself in position to be that person, as you surround yourself, you know, with, uh, surround yourself with the people that are going to help you become that person. So if the current person, you know, if the current you is not who you want to be, then you got to start acting like the you that you want to be, you know, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't just keep acting, keep being the same person. If that's not the person you want to be, you have, you have to start acting different. You have to, you have to start acting differently than the the person you are now or the person you, you were in the past. You got to start acting like the person you want to be. So fake it till you make it. Now, people can take that you know overboard to where they're just you know again they just become a con artist fooling people no it's it's about you personally acting the way you should be acting if you were the person you want to be and with that comes hustle it takes a lot of hustle to do that day in and day out and you know hustle is is one of the great equalizers somebody can be you know more 
uh, traditionally educated, meaning, meaning school educated, then you some someone can have more um, accolades and credentials than you, and you know just on paper. But that that same person, I mean, I've met a lot of people with all sorts of accolades and weren't doing anything. Matter of fact, one of my first job, one of the first jobs I I worked, well, not the first job, but the first decent paying jobs I worked when I was in college was a, I, I mentioned it before, I was a cook at a restaurant. And I mean, there were probably only three or four of us in the entire restaurant that didn't have degrees, but we were in, we were in school, you know, we were going to college. It, it was pretty much a restaurant uh, built, uh, ran by either college graduates or, uh, you know, people like a lot of the waiters and waitresses were in school. But the majority of the people were there. there I remember the first time I heard the, the term actuator. There was, a per, there was a waitress there who was an actuator or she had a degree. She had like a PhD or high level degree, like a master's in actuating. I didn't even know what the hell that was. And then, you know, she, of course I learned, you know, what it was, but, but they, they weren't doing the things they wanted to be. Not even, not even just working that, that job as a side job. They just didn't have the motivation or the hustle to even strive to be, you know, the thing that they wanted to be or the thing that they went to school for, even though that's what they wanted to do. But, you know, I would, I would ask them like, well, why are you here? And of course this was at a time where, I mean, I was only like 18, 19 years old. And I thought once you had your degree, you know, this was like when I first started realizing, um, like, yeah, just because you have a degree don't mean Jack. And and I was, I remember, I remember to this day being baffled by that. Like, why do all these people have their degrees? Like they have degrees and they, they're working at this restaurant. I'm like, I'm confused, you know, because up until then I, I worked other jobs, but it was more, you know, mostly my peers. We were either in school and, and that's more, that's understandable to me. But once I started working with people who had these degrees outside of like, um, you know, hospitality, you know, it's one thing if you, if you, if you're a degree, if you have some sort of training or you have a degree in hospitality management or whatever they call, you know, like restaurant management and you work in a restaurant to work yourself up. That's one thing. But these people, I mean, there were people that were like medical degrees and, and, uh, pre pre law and stuff like that. But they had no, it was like they lost all ambition to, to pursue those careers. And even, even after that, even since then, you know, when I, got outside of uh you know when I, as i got older got outside the military I, I ran into the same thing but at that point you know i understood like you know people just think they have this degree and if they can't find work with that degree they get stuck and figure well i guess i'm not good enough to uh to be this thing that i got a degree in because no one would hire me even though i have a degree you know but then again, I met other people outside, you know, that, that ran running their own business with no sort of tradition. I mean, like a, a lot of them, just like you hear, you know, with rappers and, and actresses who dropped out of college, a lot of them dropped out of like school, but they're running these businesses because they had to hustle. They had to hustle to, to go out there and do the thing that they wanted to do. 
outside of thinking they have to have something else, you know, some some sort of uh, documentation to give them permission to do the thing they want to do. You know, and and one 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 of the like um, consistent traits that I saw in these people with these degrees is they had like this wars me to- sort of uh, attitude, like something was against them, you know, because obviously they have their degree, so it must be something else that's affecting that it's something outside of them, you know. I always point the finger, like it's something outside of me that that that's hindering me from doing the things I want to do. Now, it has nothing to do with me because I, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I got a degree and, uh, you know, you know, it, it's like they had this placating, um, like, uh, attitude towards themselves. And it's, you know, we, we all grow up differently. And, and one of the things that, uh, um, you know, I grew up with a single mom and I'm sort of glad that she never, <laughs> she, I guess she didn't have the, she, she knew that we were going to have to be tough, you know? So she never placated towards us. Like, you know, we, she never like had this, oh, it's okay. And, you know, everything could turn out, you know, I, I, I met adults like that who, who still have this thing in their head that the world is fair. And just as long as they, you know, have this, uh, I'm a good person, everything will work out. You know, they think that's life. It's not. You know, I, I hear a lot of like these these motivational uh, life coaches and things like that. They they sort of advertise this, advertise this, um, this Pollyanna sort of placating attitudes that you should take with yourself, like. Um, you know, like write yourself a letter about your emotions. <laughs> you know, this, I mean, to me, it's kind of silly. Just stop it. Or like write a list of your best traits. And, you know, maybe they help some people, but no. If anything, you got to write yourself a list of, of shit that you're not doing, that you should be doing, and why you're not doing it. Write yourself a list of uh, of like, uh, uh, things you learn from from mistakes you made, or, or uh, things you learn from failures, or things you learn from setbacks. You know, go that go that route. Don't like be woe is me, and in in sort of try to pull out these woo woo emotions. And, and I'm not I'm not even talking about like you know self self talking yourself to death, like neg- negative self talking yourself to to death. I'm talking about just being real and honest with yourself, giving yourself a kick in the ass and then moving past it. Like the first thing that goes through my mind when I, when I fuck something up, well, maybe the, the second thing, the, 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 the first thing that usually go to my mind is, you know, you stupid fuck or, you know, like what a, you know, what a fucking idiot or something like that. Like I usually like, beat myself up, <laughs> you know, like, like wondering how could I make a mistake like that? And then the second thing is usually I'm figuring out, like I'm troubleshooting, you know what I mean? Like, so when he, when these gurus say like, don't call yourself an idiot. No, no, who, who thinks like that? Like the first thing you should be doing is 
slapping yourself across the face when you mess something up. But then the the, the thing about it is don't let it end there. I remember one time I was working on a um, a rental property we, uh, we used to own. It was a triplex. And I was putting in like this vinyl baseboard. Like it's, 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 not, it's like a uh, baseboard trim, but it's, instead of wood or a composite like material is, is vinyl. You know, you've seen it in like commercial properties, but in, in the, um, in, in like the rental property community, you see like, especially if it's like a multifamily home, you see the vinyl baseboard covering. So, so a lot of, a lot of the same stuff you would see in like a commercial property. So, you normally supposed to put this stuff on with a, a, what's called baseboard adhesive. There's this type of adhesive that's for, you know, this, this sort of vinyl. And I started out with that. I started out with the baseboard adhesive, but I had, uh, we had just put down new carpet and, and, and I, and I can tell you, I'm not the most like, uh, I'm pretty clumsy with my hands. <laughs> so I started to get this stuff everywhere and it was just taking too long because one, the, um, this, this property was, this unit was already occupied. So I was tr- kind of do a rush job because I let them move in because they were, you know, I had a bleeding heart. I let them move in before the place was, was really finished. Uh, just because they really, you know, it was a family, they had kids and they really didn't, you know, have anywhere to go. So I, I let them move in, and um, and so I was doing this while they were out of town. So I was kind of in a hurry. So I started out with the with the adhesive like you were supposed to do, but for some reason, uh, I I took out the pneumatic like the brad nailer like a uh, you know ran off a compressor. It's like the if you don't know what that is, is is it's like the um, the nailer is powered by air by compressed air. So I'm going to town, just 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 hammering this thing out, and I'm on a roll. I'm like, oh shit, why you know why I didn't start with this before? And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and then I hear a hissing sound. Now, what I didn't mention earlier is this house <laughs> has um, hot water, like boiler is 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 heated by hot water. And by like baseboard heat, and um, and what that means is there are copper pipes that runs along the baseboard that uh that heats the house. So you you see where I'm going with this. So I'm I'm just nailing these these uh, vinyl baseboard into the wall, and then I hit a damn I hit one of the pipes that heats the house because they again they run run along the floor. And as soon as I did it, right, I was thinking, um, I, I heard the hissing. And you know how, like, something happened, and then it, it's like everything goes wide. <laughs> and then it kind of, like, implode back on you. And you. And the first thing I, the first thing I thought wasn't, okay, this is a minor setback. The first thing I thought was, fucking moron. Like, I, like, I mean... It's, it's like, could you be a bigger idiot to to do that? I mean, that was that was the first thing that hit my mind. Like, what a, fu-? you know, I mean, even now, it's like, what a fucking moron. Because, not the fact, the fact, you know, it, yeah, it's a mistake anybody can make. But I had been working with those same baseboard heaters 
for the entire week because I was I was mo- removing all the um, the default little metal covers that goes around like the little radiator, and I I custom built these uh, these wooden you know they're a little more decorative these wooden covers to cover the the baseboard radiators. So I, I I'm totally aware that they're there because I've been working on them. You know I shut down the water so I can work on them. And, and everything, you know, because they, they get hot. And, and I, I was, you know, I shut off the water and had a um, an inspector come on, you know, to come over to make sure I shut everything down properly. And I go and do this. You know what I mean? So, again, like the first thing that goes to my mind is not, you know, like this fucking, <laughs> this, this like sympathy card, you know, thing is like kicking myself in the ass. But then, you know, right after that, I started to go into troubleshooting mode. Like, okay, you did it. Now what? Now what do you have to do? So, uh, the um, the the inspector wasn't available available because this this is like a old like boiler, and there's only it was only like two people in the in the uh, in the city that even worked on these things anymore. So, I end up calling my father-in-law who is an engineer. You know, he works at a hospital and he, he knows about these things. So he walked me through shutting it down properly. So I won't blow anything up. And, uh, you know, and then I, I ended up getting the fix. I had to call a guy to come and weld some copper because again, it's in the wall. I'm not, you know, I had already made the mistake of trying to do some welding, some, some soldering in the wall and damn near burnt down the place. So I already learned from that mistake. That was another story. <laughs> so I ended up calling this professional to come over but again, you know, it, yeah, after you, the, the, the key is not to be like this Pollyanna. The key is to, you know, not, not just negative self-talk yourself to death and, and, and abuse yourself mentally. That's going to happen. Anybody with any, any like realness and honesty about themselves are going to do that. The, the, the point is to, to do that and then get past it, you know. To, to learn from your mistakes and get past it. So th- that's what hustlers do. They do that. They don't let a setback get them down, but they also don't, you know, try to inter- do too much, you know, emotionally interpreting a failure. It's not even about that. It's just learning learning from it. You just do it. You make the mistake. You make the f- failure. Then you learn from it. You move on. You know, you, you get back on the horse, wherever cliche, wherever little metaphor you want to use, that's what you do. You get past it. But I, I think it's good to give yourself a kick. You have to, because you're going to be the most honest person with yourself. There's going to be enough people that's going to try to placate to you and make you feel good and shit like that. There's going to be so many people to do that. Just says there's going to be people that's going to fucking kick you down and try to you know, try to keep you down. So you have to be the one that does that to yourself to, to kick yourself in the ass and to get yourself back up. You have to be the person that does that. You can't depend on anybody to do that. And you can't recognize somebody that, that, you know, you know, try to beat you down or try to pull you back down into that, that uh, crab bucket, because there's going to be people on both sides. So you have to be the, the most realest person to yourself that's just that's just my view you know when i i mean i just get so sick of seeing this um these these five steps to uh, mentally prepare yourself or 
five steps to, you know, like some of it is just fucking ridiculous, man. Like, I, like I said, I saw one say, like, write a list of your emotion. Who? Maybe, may, I don't know. Maybe that's for a different person. Write a list of your emotion. I've never in my life written a list, and I probably never will write a, write a list of my emotions. Emotions are natural. You go through ups and downs. You have good emotions. You have bad emotions. The key to it is just, now, if you need to write a list of how to get past that, then you can do that. But you, it, if you wrote a list of all your emotions, you'd be writing forever. You, you be, it's an endless list. And, and it doesn't mean nothing because there are for that moment. And emotion is for that moment, for that instance. That's it. You know, some people... I mean, yeah, okay, okay. There are people that need like therapy and stuff like that who can't get past emotions. But again, writing them down is, is not gonna do anything. You know, write the emotions. If anything, write the emotions you want to feel. Write that shit down. Don't don't dwell on. Don't write a list of like a, a bad bad things that you're feeling. Write write a list of good stuff. You know what I mean? Don't document and keep a record of bad shit. If you're not going to do anything to not have those emotions again. All right. I beat that horse up. It's, it's dead. It's laying in the field. Let me move on. I came across this uh, article and I like to see art, artists doing different things. Like I, I like to see when artists are taking something so like, uh, what's the word? Like something that we all see, something that we all, uh, not all, like, let me let me get to the story. All right, so there's this artist who takes these thrift store paintings, you know, like, and, and I've seen them and I've gotten them before, but for the frame, these thrift store like paintings, you you can go to any art or go to like Goodwill and you see these these paintings. Some are awesome, you know, for like a dollar, two dollars. Now, in the past, I've gotten these and used the frames. You know, I I've gotten gotten these uh, pieces. And I take it. Sometimes I would even use the board. I use the other side of the board because a lot of times it's hard to get the original print or canvas or whatever off without, you know, without damaging it. You know, because I tried that before. You damage it, and then now the sur- the surface is not good enough to mount anything else on. So what this guy does, he takes these old these old paintings, and he add in like pop culture icons. And you 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 sort of got to see it to know what I'm talking about. His name is David uh, Irvine. E, I mean I R V I N E. David Irvine, and his site is. Let me bring up his site. The Gnarled Branch, and that's uh, G N A R L E D B R A N C H dot com. And he also has an Etsy site. Um, the gnar branch so you can see exactly what i'm talking about like one one picture is this like um you know you you've seen those classic paintings of the sailboat and the waves are just you know going there it's just you know beautiful he has he has this one to where he took that painting and put in two giant like bathtub rubber rubber duckies in that in that painting and uh there's one there's one where he let me let me find it. There's one where he has uh, Darth Vader, like in this um, what is it like a like a 
a swan, like a yeah, like a swan, like in the middle of a, a lake or something like that. So it's pretty, you know, it, it's pretty clever what he's doing. Then he has one with, it's like this scene of like old downtown New York or something like that, and in the back is the uh, a giant Stay Puff, uh, no Pillsbury. Is that the Pillsbury Doughboy? Yeah, um, a giant Pillsbury Doughboy. And and you can just see like a lot of, uh, I mean it's just awesome. It's like why did why didn't I think of that? I mean I could I could do you know a, a project like that where I, where I take old pictures you know old old paintings like that and um, take a picture of something and add it like take a picture of one of my daughter's stuffed toys and add it in that that'd be that'd be something fun to do. But he has an Etsy shop. That he sells sells them on, and he also has a uh, gallery showings. But let me read a, a little bit um, of how he got started. So he came across a piece at a yard sale, and it was a seascape. And for some reason, he said he had a vision of two reapers. I'm thinking grim grim reapers standing on the shore playing with a beach ball. So he he painted the vision and posted it online, and it was sold immediately. So. He he started out by just going through these jars. I, actually, I think he said he started even frequenting these thrift stores to, you know, as a struggling artist, you're gonna find a way to to find material. Like I said, this is this is how I started with my first frames. I would go to flea markets, I would go to uh, these uh, garage sales, and find you know get these paintings. And I mean because they're they're like, I mean, and you and the thing about it is. You're you're not you're getting unique like one-off type things. You know you're not going to like a a, a frame store where they have a hundred of the same type frames. You're going and finding these like like you know they probably don't even you probably can't even find another one exactly like exactly like it anymore. So that was something that drew me to them, and um and so I started. I still have a basement full of them. Uh, finding these these uh old paintings and taking them taking the original print out and then framing my art and actually my wife helped me on some of them because what she would do is she would repaint and then re-distress them like like um like take like try to follow the original like you know they, they look vintage but she would do a new coat of paint and then distress it with another you know like a contrasting color of paint so, you know, just a tip. That's an easy way to get get uh, frames and, and material. So that's how he started. That's how this guy David Irvin started. He started by just you know going looking for old you know um, looking to reuse or what they call it now upcycle. <laughs> that's that's the term now they use for that upcycle uh, old frames and canvases and things like that. So. Yeah, check it out. Uh, the Nord Bar, the Nord. I almost said Nord Barkley. The Nordbranch.com. And again, he has an Etsy site as well. But you can get to the Etsy site from his uh, uh, from his website link. And it looks like he has like a Society Six Red Bubble uh, presence also. So that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. And and speaking of Etsy, you know, I have three Etsy shops, and th- one of the easiest ways to to test i mean Etsy an Etsy listing is 20 cents one of the easy ways to test like a print or something like that is to put it on Etsy 
put it on Etsy and, you know, uh, publish it through like social media to let people know about it and see what happens, man. It's a, that's, that's, that's one, like I I started out trying to uh, create my own e-commerce site just because I knew how to do it. And I even still have it out there, but I, I don't get sales through it. But it is so much hassle to to manage all of it. Like on Etsy, all you really, I mean, yeah, you there's still a lot of setup, but once you get it set up, a, a lot of it is just on autopilot. A lot of a lot of um, the things are on autopilot. And the other thing about Etsy is I get more hits. I can put up the same the same image or the same it, it did my my I have two t-shirt sites and then a print site. I can put up the same uh product on Etsy and then put it up on my my website and do the same amount of like, you know, whatever SEO or do the same amount of listing even though I have more freedom and more creativity on to do it on my own site than I do Etsy. But I can immediately get get some sort of feedback from Etsy with 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 doing the same level of work. Now, if you know, if I of course, if I because I have that freedom to to specifically name my product whatever I want to and with as many characters and things like that, but that still doesn't mean it's going to it's going to improve the SEO. Um but I still have a lot more freedom to do other creative things on my site, but the work I'm I'm also doing more work. You know what I mean? So this is for anybody who don't have or even in, in addition, if you already have another presence online as far as selling your photographs and things like that, you you re, you really should check out Etsy. Now that that's a, I, I can go I can write a list of things that I I don't like about Etsy also, but like I said, I I've tried my own e-commerce site and just the work to um, immediate feedback ratio is you know it, it, I I I just couldn't do the same thing with Etsy and maybe if I only had one was selling like one line of products or one line of thing I could well actually that's that's the other benefit from Etsy I can have multiple um, niches. And I do. That's that's how I broke down the the two. I mean, the two of the, the sites I have are T-shirts, but they're totally different, you know. So I wanted to separate them. And sure, I can I can have two different websites, but that's just more work because managing. I mean, you can go Shopify and stuff like that, but the cost of Shopify and um, there's there's others out there is just way more than what you pay on Etsy. And I'm not sponsored by Etsy or anything. Like I said, I tried to move away from it simply because it's it's hard to to when when things like start changing. Like um, recently, you know, Etsy had an IPO, and, and I, I was I was thinking that was going to be a huge change. But so far, I haven't seen any negative changes. I, the changes I've seen have been positive, and some stuff that changed is not even. Uh, Etsy's doing like one one thing I'm going through now. I have to reconfigure all of my shipping because the shipping rates went up. But that's Etsy didn't raise shipping rates. The the USPS you know raised shipping rates. So, 
but I have to go, you know, I got to go back and um, change some of my rates. I had to do a lot of refunding to, to some people because when I initially raised them, the, it, it, it went, it was way too much. So I had to do some refunds to people for, um, you know, overcharging on, on shipping. So that's something I'm going through now, but that had no, I mean, I would have to do that. I, I would have done that on my own site anyway. So, um, so yeah, I mean this, check out this guy, Nord, the Nord branch. Also check out, it's as a viable way to, um, you know, probably just, just do some testing on some of your artwork, some of, some of the stuff you create and see, you know, if, if there's a market for it, that's, a lot of times that's what I use it for. I use it for that. And, uh, I mean, I have like mainstays that sell, but it costs me nothing. It costs me 20 cents to try something new. And eventually once I figure out how I want to, uh, or what sort of photographs I want to sell and how I want to, you know, if I want to, one thing I'm going through now is if I want to print myself, which I did in the past, or if I want to use a lab or something like that. Because like I said, over the over Christmas, uh, one of the gifts I got my wife was this metal print. And it was my first time ever getting a, like a metal print because I, you know, I wasn't sure what they were going to be, but I'm, I, it's, it's awesome. I, I like it. So I may still use that, that same printing house, even though they were just sold by, they were just sold to, um, I think it was, uh, it was just sold to, um, I can't remember the, the the company, but it was it's one of the big commercial printers. They just sold to them. So anyway, I'm rambling on. I'm at my 30 minute mark. Um, stay tuned. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna put out a couple more this week. Uh, just just so I can you know keep consistent and things like that. But thanks for checking out this episode of uh, Straight Talk Uncut. Again. Um, Check out this guy, David, uh, David Irvine, Irvine. And if nothing else, even if you don't like his work, it, it'll open your mind to start thinking differently. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's what I get from this stuff. Like, cause we, we think, I mean, maybe, maybe there's actually, you know, I know there's one artist that's done something like this, but you know, where he take, um, these old, like retro type things and, and he put his, you know, put his own spin on it but not like this and again that's that's like that goes to show you that yeah everything's been done but it's still there's still so much room for your interpretation all right thanks for joining me thanks for listening to this episode of straight talk uh uncut until next time like i always say i don't know much but what i do know i talk straight about it that's it talk to you guys next time